Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I'm your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non-paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to episode 44, and today I am speaking with Ken. Hi, Ken. Hello, Lily. So nice to talk to you again today. It is. I met you and I believe your lovely wife at a Minnesota DNA meet and greet. Was it last summer? I think it was. I think it was a year ago. It was about a year ago. It was, I know. By the way, congratulations. Did I just see it was 50 years you two are? Yes. Yeah, my wife has been through all of all of the stuff you're going to hear about. So, yeah, she's been been my rock for 50 years. That's so sweet. We have to give credit to spouses such as your wife who are so supportive and listen to us and are right there with us. That is so yeah. sweet. You you call her your rock. I love you it. Bet. Yeah, no question about it. And I know your story, but today it's your turn to share. So why don't you go ahead and give us your background and let us know about your family of origin and take it from there. Okay. Well, I I was always pretty sure of who my family was. I, I um I was born in 1950, and I, I think in many ways my story started before that with my parents um, and, and their stories a little bit. My mother was 16 when I was born. She didn't turn 17 until almost uh, two months after I was born. I, I remember hearing from her stories that when she was young, her parents got divorced. Uh, her dad died when she was about nine. Her mother had remarried, and she found herself, you know, a young girl with a stepbrother and a half-sister that was about 10 years younger. And she wasn't very happy. She made that pretty clear. My dad um, was 19 when I was born, about 19 and a half. My dad also has parents got divorced when he was young. And he had a, a great aunt, his grandfather's sister, that basically took his mother and him in uh, because her nephew had a, a real drinking problem and didn't do much to take care of them. When my grandmother, my dad's mother, remarried, um, my aunt basically said that my dad should live with her and my grandmother and her new husband uh, were lived about a block away from her summer home. Um, my grandmother and her new husband had five children together, and my dad would visit. He was pretty close to his stepfather. I uh, wasn't very close to his actual father. Um, my grandma and he had, like I said, five children. My dad would visit, but he lived with my my great-great-aunt. And she brought him up, I think, as the child she never had. Uh, when he was 18, he joined the service, went in the Navy. But he left the Navy uh, when my 
grandmother's husband died in a fire trying to save uh, twin baby girl babies, um, and they died too. And so he was allowed to come home in the summer of 49. Uh, met my mother, they got married, and I always kind of thought in January of 1950, six months before I was born, you know, he was a 19-year-old by a month, married to a 16-year-old girl who was three and a half months pregnant. Uh, his mother was a new widow with three remaining little kids at home. They were um, four, six, and, and eight. And so my dad was trying to take care of them and uh, start his own new family. And my great-great-aunt took us all in. We ended up living with her in her house. And, um, you know, it, 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 she kind of took over raising me just like she had my dad. I, I grew up with uh, my great-great-aunt more like my mother than my mother. I, I don't think either of them were really rally, ready for me. Uh, we'd often visit my dad's mother, my grandmother, um, and I was pretty close to the, my uncles and aunt that were with her. Um, but my aunt took care of me until I was 11. I, I had an interesting upbringing with her. She was uh, born in the 1880s. She was a suffragette and, uh, you know, the temperance movement, I think, because her brother, my grandfather, great-grandfather, um, his son, my grandfather, and my dad, all drank, and it was it was uh, a problem, I think, for her. But she was wonderful. She she was encouraging, taught me to read, and many times I felt uh, she was more my mother than my mother was. Um, but she died in when I was eleven, and so did my great grandfather. Uh, my dad's dad died when I was two. I never knew him, and of course, never knew my mother's father. Um, and I, I remember when she died, I kind of felt alone in, in a lot of ways, but, you know, we went on and my mother, I think, made a real effort to, to try to be my mother again. And when I was seven, my brother was born and unlike me, he kind of looked like my dad. Um, and I, my mother made it pretty clear she wasn't going to let my hand raise him like she had me. And then, you know, from the time that my aunt died, one of the things in my life that kind of changed is my dad had been drinking before that, but was always careful uh, because of my aunt or his aunt. But once she died, it was it became more of a problem for him. You know, I, I remember in high school, they'd often fight. And, you know, there's a lot of drinking, but... It was funny to me that nothing ever came up about me. I mean, it was clear I didn't look like my dad, like my brother did. But as I got to be a teenager, I was exactly his height. I had a similar build. Uh, and my mother would always say, well, I looked like her family on her dad's side. And, of course, I never met him and um, really never... I think I met one of his brothers once, maybe twice. So I, I didn't know him. I didn't think I looked like him. Um, you know, I, I, my 
got to the point where I was, after my aunt died, they had, they had gotten a house, but they sold it, and we ended up moving north of Eau Claire, where I grew up, um, and about an hour north. And when it came time for me to go to college, I clearly wanted to go. My uncles and aunt had all gone or were going to college. In fact, my dad's youngest brother was um, just out of the Marines and going to University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, where I was going to go. And so my grandmother said I could move in. And uh, the other kids were gone. And so I lived with my grandmother my freshman year of college, along with my, um, my da dad's mother. Um, and I loved it. You know, I, I would go home on weekends. Uh, I had my wife was my girlfriend then. And we'd go out on dates. And it was always nice to go back to college and get back to my grandmother's house because I had a good time and I uh, was away from the problems at home. Uh, I, I'm gonna, you know, the next thing that kind of happened that was it major to me is in, in May of 1969, um, my dad actually came and got me to take me home for Mother's Day. And I, I knew there were problems, but they'd kept a lot from me. Um, and then on the ride home, I was kind of surprised because he did a lot of talking to me about family and issues that had come out and about himself a little more than he ever had. Um, and I, I think I went out with my girlfriend and came home and we had, you know, the Sunday dinner. And I went back to my grandmother's house. Um, and the, the next night I was working full time to, to get through college. And the next night, he gave me a call at about the end of the night when I was at work, which was rare, and told me that he was going to go away. And uh, things weren't working out with my mother, and I kind of knew that. Uh, he sounded like he'd been drinking a little bit. And he wanted to tell me a couple of things, you know, that take care of my brother kind of thing, and he knew I'd be fine. And I, I remember at the end of the conversation, I said, well, maybe it's good for you to get away. And I, I went back to my grandmother's house after work and said that I'd gotten this call. And I remember her saying, well, I hope he doesn't do anything foolish. Uh, the next morning at about 6 a.m., we got a call from my mother that my dad was dead. Uh, he had committed suicide. Um, oh, went, went through the funeral, you know, and, and uh, my brother's birthday was on the, the day that he was buried. And then my girlfriend and my best friend went to the house and while my girlfriend cleaned up the kitchen uh, my best friend and I cleaned up the the area and repainted the walls um, that was bad enough but went back and about two weeks later I came home and my my girlfriend and I took my brother to a movie and when we got done with the move we pulled into the driveway at my house where my mother was sitting in a car making out with a guy, which was kind of devastating. And then I started finding out about more of the problems that had existed before that. Um, went back to my grandmother's, and like I said, she told me some of the issues that had been occurring um, while that I hadn't known about. Um, and one of them, I think, was that my mother had a boyfriend. 
about that time, my mother decided that she was going to move back to the Eau Claire area. And um, so I, I ended up moving in with her because my grandmother said I needed to watch out for my brother. <laughs> that wasn't a comfortable deal. But the good news was that my girlfriend and I decided we would get married. And so in uh, the summer of uh, 1970, we, we got married. And like you said before, it's been 50 years this year. And, and my wife has always been a rock. She made sure that, um, you know, my mother was involved <clears throat> with our kids when we had kids, that she would be a grandma. Uh, she got me through the reception after my mother and her boyfriend got married. Um, and, you know, while my mother and I were never really, really close after the the whole thing, um, we we got along, and she was a grandmother to my, my children, uh, along with, you know, her, my stepfather was their grandfather. She did become kind of a hypochondriac, and like, you know, many of the stories I've heard, she was very concerned with herself. Um, but she she died in 2004, rather young in her family. She was only 70. But, you know, I, I think we had a, a decent relationship after that. Then, the, you know, the other thing with my, with my great aunt really made sure I knew our family history. You know, I had the pictures of the church where her grandparents got married in Norway. And so I was always kind of interested in some of that family that I didn't know and where people were and cousins that had disappeared. And so I talked about that. And in December of, of 2017, it's kind of moving on to the next part, my uh, youngest son got both my wife and I ancestry DNA kits. And, you know, we were, we were excited to, to take the test. Um, we did that in January of uh, 2018, and, you know, I think it was a little bit longer for the test results to come back, but we got them back. Uh, we were kind of running back and forth to California. My youngest son, uh, they were having their first child. And so when I got the results back and my wife got her results, hers were everything she expected on both sides. Mine came back, and instead of being 25% Norwegian and 25% German, I was 25% Irish. And, you know, I, I knew all my family. Nobody was Irish. Um, I had English, and nobody was English. And so I, I was trying to figure out what, what that could be. And then, you know, I had a, a bunch of first cousins whose name I didn't recognize, as well as a close family member, um, which I couldn't figure out. Um, and like so many of the people that have given their story, uh, I had a cousin contact me. Uh, I think it was a, a second cousin, and he said, how are you related to me? And I went, I don't know. I, I was looking up to see if there were any Irish people in my grandmother's uh, community uh, where she grew up on my mother's side, I thought maybe her my mother's dad wasn't who she thought, <laughs> and you know way off. I, I I just didn't believe it. And anyway, the the cousin put me in contact with a what do they call him a search angel, 
who was a third cousin, who was really into the stuff. And I remember her writing me and asking me about names and people and who are my cousins. And it, it was like in May uh, that she started asking more detail. And I, you know, I couldn't get a hold of some people, like the one close family. I didn't know how to get a hold of her. Um, and what I found out is, is she kind of wrote me uh, the weekend of, of Mother's Day in 2018 that, you know, were you adopted or what are the centimorgans on the close family? And I said, what, you know, I didn't know what centimorgans were. I remember on Saturday before Mother's Day, um, waking up about two in the morning and getting on the computer and figuring out what center Morgans were and realized that I had a half sister and she was the close family and she was related to the other first cousins. And so I, I realized that, you know, it had to be, I asked, uh, the third co- or second cousin, if he could get a hold of my sister and if she wanted to contact me to, to have her do so. And on Mother's Day, May 13th, 2018, um, I found out that yes, I had a sister. In addition to that, um, my bio father was alive. He was 90. And while her mother and he had gotten divorced, he had gotten remarried and had six more children. So I went from one brother to uh, eight half-siblings, um, including my brother. It was it was really lucky to, to run into who was my sister. And I'll tell you a little more about her as we get going. But she immediately said that dad's ill, or her dad was ill, but she would try to get one of her brothers to help him take a DNA test. And, you know, there was some question, maybe I could have been an uncle or something, but she got him to take the test. She recommended I wait to contact him until after I had taken the test. And um, on my birthday in June, uh, it was confirmed that he was my father. No, no question. Um, so I knew and it was confirmed. The other thing that my sister uh, did was told me essentially that she had lived in Eau Claire within blocks of where my mother had bought her house. Um, she was a freshman at the University of Wisconsin Eau Claire when I was a senior. I worked in a shopping center and she had gotten a job as a freshman and worked probably for my entire senior year within a hundred feet of where I worked. She remembered my grandmother. She didn't remember me and I didn't remember her. Um, but it was amazing. I mean, we went to the same college. We worked for a year in the same store. Uh, she got the same degree I got. Um, it just was amazing. She also told me that I had a rather large family. Uh, bio dad was one of nine. Uh, they have a family reunion 
every year near where I was, uh, their family was from. And it was coming up in July. She thought her dad and maybe some of the other siblings might be coming, but wasn't sure because he wasn't well. But my wife said, we got to go. So we went to the, the family reunion, and it was kind of funny. We got there, and uh, we're walking up to this pavilion in a park with all these people. And a woman came out and said, you know, I'm sure, wondering who I was, said, can I help you? And uh, I saw my sister's son, and I said, he knows me. <laughs> and, you know, I, I walked into all these people, and my sister came over and threw her arms around my my neck and, you know, kind of cried and was just really, really warm and welcoming. I met dozens of first cousins, uh, dozens more second cousins. And I, I, there's pictures and I was kind of shell-shocked, I'd look, but they were really warm and welcoming. So in that respect, I'm really lucky. But it was just my sister and nephew. Uh, none of the other siblings or my bio dad were able to come. And then I, I got a call about two weeks later that bio dad had passed. So I, I never got to meet him. I never got to talk to him. I'll never have any answers to the, the questions all of us seem to have about how our parents met or knew each other. You know, I, I know my mother was 16 by a month when she must have conceived me. Um, he was older than my dad. He was also home from the service. Uh, we know he was where my mother was in the area, at least the same city at the same time, but have no idea how, how they connected. And I'll, I'll never know. And that's one of those questions that won't be answered. Now you think about that stuff. But I, I've had an opportunity since um, in the last year, they had another reunion and I got to meet a brother and his wife, who were wonderful and welcoming, um, gave me memorabilia from my father and talked to me a little about him. Uh, another sister made the trip to, with her husband to, to meet me and brought pictures and talked to me. Um, they had arranged for a, a, a separate burial of some of my biofather's ashes at the Veterans Cemetery in northern Wisconsin. So they had like a little funeral ceremony and was was able to go to that. And I have to say at the time of his death, I was contacted by a sister I haven't met who wondered if she could include my information in the obituary. So we were actually included in that. Uh, they listed, you know, my wife and children as, as his grandchildren. So I, I guess I'm really lucky that they've been warm and welcoming uh, to me. Um, and that, that's kind of interesting. I, I've, like I've said, I've met um, my oldest half-sister, and then from the other group of six, I've met two of them now. I've had communication with uh, the younger one, another sister, um, on Facebook, and some from the others a little bit. So I'm kind of looking forward to meeting them. Well, one other funny kind of story I, I think is worth sharing it. My my sister, of course, there were pictures taken of us at that first reunion where I met my sister. And she said, is it all right if I post it on Facebook? 
And I said, well, sure, you know, go ahead. So she put on Facebook and put my name that she'd met her brother. <laughs> and what I didn't realize on Facebook is, of course, that by mentioning my name meant that it was shared with all of my friends. I I hadn't talked to my uncles and aunts <laughs> about it. And I had told my brother about being Irish and trying to figure that out. But I hadn't given him the whole story. I was kind of waiting for uh, whether I'd be meeting Biodad or other brothers. And uh, so I was scrambling the next day after the reunion to contact people to, to explain it. And my, my uncles are really good about it. You know, uh, my brother has been accepting of it. And, and sometimes he's kind of said he wished it was him. I, one of the things I found out after my dad died is his year was pretty bad. And unfortunately, he followed in my dad's footsteps and being a drinker until he uh, he sobered up. And now he's a drug and alcohol counselor and doing really well. So he, he's been pretty accepting of it. My uh, kids have been good about it. My youngest son, who got us the kids, was kind of worried about the effect. But he finally took a test, too. And I, I said, well, it's a good thing I did it first because uh, my my bio dad is his bio grandfather. So that's kind of interesting. And, and, and my wife has been walking me through this and dealing with it. it it's been... It's been interesting because she came from a big family, and I mine was always relatively small. And in what we found is now I have a huge family too. You know, hard to keep track of them all. I, I did find out that, like I said, Bio Dad was one of nine. Uh, his oldest sister had eleven kids. Um, by my Bio Dad was the last of his generation. I think I don't know about other you know cousins and that, but yeah, just it's a huge group, and there's some history. They they spread out a, a family tree across like three picnic tables, and then asked me when with the first reunion to write my family's information down as a child of my my father. So, kind of interesting, but you know, like all of us. I look in the mirror now and it's, it's, you know, how did I not know? I found out that, you know, my sister and brother were saying that I sound, my voice is just like bio dads, that I have some of the same mannerisms. And bio dad uh, went to University of Wisconsin Eau Claire back when it was a teacher's college and got a, a degree in the same area I and my sister did. Um, he was a reader. I was a reader. My parents weren't. My aunt was. Um, I, I'm finding all this nature and nurture stuff is is really interesting. But I, I look in the mirror and I go, you know, how how did I not suspect? And it it was really, you know, all the questions that everybody has about your your past and what made you the person you are. Um, I think I was convinced, you know, when, even though I didn't look like my, the, my dad that raised me, um, 
when I got to be a teenager being the same height and stuff, uh, I didn't have any questions. And they never, ever gave a hint. I, I really wonder if he knew. I know that my grandmother and great-great-aunt didn't know. Um, you know, it was it. It just was kind of a shock when I found out. And my wife recommended, you know, I look. There's got to be some kind of support, as many of us have. It was a difficult time. Uh, I found the the MPE friends, and I think when I joined, there were only like sixteen or seventeen hundred of us. Um, but it helped. Your your um, podcasts have helped. Now, there are still times where you, I, I feel frustrated that there's no way to get answers to a lot of these questions. And I know on the anniversary of, of Mother's Day last year, a lot of just frustration and anger that there was no one alive to talk to to, to get to get the answers. And I, I think a lot of us go through that. I know when Scott was saying, the, well, what do you call it, Are you down a rabbit hole? I understand that because you you get in these thoughts about how and why and how you couldn't know and how you can be so surprised by all this. That that's kind of my story. I can't get over how Mother's Day is forever going to be such a a strong date for you as MPEs. We already. I think Mother's Day is already kind of a challenging day. I mean, so many of us go on our support groups and talk about it. And then a lot of us talk about the day that we learned of our NPE results is also forever ingrained in our memories. And I think you had both at the yeah. same time, right? Mother's, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and Mother's Day has always been a tough, tough for us. I, I think my poor wife, my kids were really good on Mother's Day. But I, I've always had issues around that time of year. I mean, literally on my uh, Mother's Day was the 48th anniversary of my dad's death, and I found out he wasn't my dad. Um, and it, it was a shock. It really was. But you're right. I mean, I think last year on Mother's Day was a tough, tough period, and I'm sure it, it this year was too. But we move on. And, and like I said, my wife has been very supportive and helping me get through this and your podcasts and the D the NPE friends really helps. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ken. What you shared today, a lot of it could not have been easy to talk about and rethink about. And um, I'm just sitting here listening along. I feel for you and so much that you have gone through it and you just sound so positive and I'm so happy your new family is just welcoming you and inviting you to family reunions that that's that's got to feel great yeah i i really feel lucky my you know my sister i sometimes one of the regrets are that i didn't get to meet her earlier that i i you know i think well what if i had taken the test and gotten one the first time i mentioned it, it would have been two years earlier um could i have met my bio father could i have asked questions um but there, there are so many similarities. My sister, I, I said to my wife, and we were already married, and I'm sure that's one of the reasons I didn't really notice her much. Um, 
what what if what if I'd have met her and brought her home? What would my mother have have ever said yeah. anything? You know, uh, yeah. it's it's just you you got all those questions. But she's been just great. I I really enjoy her. And like I said, I got to meet one brother. I mean, one of my questions, my, both my parents had these long fingers, and I have the like small hand. And I said to my brother or something like that, and he put his hand on, and my hand, it was just, you know, absolutely. And he, he, you know, I'm, I'm finding out so many similarities. It's just, it's, it's interesting. I'm sure, like everybody does. Yeah, once you, once you learn this, your eyes are just open to so many things, and you're just, it's nonstop. Once your brain starts going down, how much you realize is different. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you. We, we all go through those questions, I think, and it does help to know that someone else has gone through it. And I, I'm sure other people's stories are, are, well, the ones I've listened to, they're all a little unique. I, mm-hmm. I think we've all gone through things. I mean, one of the things my grandmother taught me that I'll never forget after her tragedies was you, you need to survive. You, you need to be willing to work and go on. She was always encouraging. Another one of my dad's great, great aunts. I knew all these great, great aunts and uncles and um, was always encouraging me and helpful. So one of the gifts that my dad that raised me gave me was his family. And it it really hurt to know they weren't biologically mine, but they remained my family. And I should mention at this point that if anyone wants to reach out to Ken or find out more about him or his story, you're always welcome to contact me and I would direct you through to Ken. I will act as the conduit. And again, I can be reached at npestories at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Thanks again to Ken for sharing his story today. And these stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE that would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.